We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner in possible. Who you do business with is more important than where they're located. Bank from the comfort of your own home with M-Prize Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of the KC Laboratory Podcast with Ken Swanson, Craig Stout, and Matt Lane. Coming to you on the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City. You can find all of our channels covering all the local teams wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. Just search KCSN. And now, the latest episode of the KC Laboratory. It's a live Super Bowl championship edition of the KC Laboratory presented by Emprise Bank and member FDIC. Matthew Lane, hello. I'm sorry, I'm having some technical issues here, but uh, Matthew, you take it away. Can you? Are you hearing the? Are you hearing the feedback that I am? No, okay. we're all good. We're here. Listen, all right, this, this is, is no big deal. Just give me a second. I'm sorry, I'll fix this. You, My bad. You do what you need to do, buddy. This, you know, this is what happens. We're kind of a laid back group here because you, you want to know why, Craig? When you were fans of the two-time world two-time. champion Kansas City Chiefs. You know, you can have a few technical issues. You can have a few technical difficulties from our fearless leader, Kent Swanson. He can be messing around because we we are fans of the world champion, Kansas City Chiefs. We still can't hear you. That's okay. Craig, how are you doing tonight, bud? I'm doing phenomenal. Matty, I have just one question for you on this fine evening. When was the last time that you you drank so much that you needed a wheelchair to usher you Mm. around places that you needed to go, a la our good pal? And KCSN subscriber Jalen Watson. <laughs> oh man, ah, uh, never. I've not had to be wheelchair around that I remember. Um, okay. But Good. I thought you were going a different way. I thought you were going to uh, Leo Chanel, jumping and pulling himself up the oh, double well, decker bus. I, buddy, I've I've <laughs> witnessed you do that in Vegas. I can't. <laughs> I can't. We can okay, there we go. So I thought you were going that route because I tweeted out, "Oh hey, Leo Chanel has the same am I drunk test as I do." And, and yes. I was like, "Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's true." I, I climbed seen that test. <laughs> figure out what level of drunk we are. So sounds like the Chiefs had a good time at the parade, Kent. I'm sorry. I don't Hi. know what just happened. We can't have a single episode these days without something going wrong. Craig's camera giving out. Matthew Lane deciding to shut his camera off. And now I'm having technical issues here as well. I don't know. You know what happened? You know what's happening? Nick Sirianni is uh, sabotaging us. <laughs> oh, he's, he's in, angry. In between the angry tears. Man. Is that what's going on? Uh, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button, please, if you wouldn't mind. And also, this is a very, very special day for us, not just because the Kansas City Chiefs are world champions, the best team in the world with the best player in the world and the best coach in the world and all that good stuff. Uh, this is the first sh- show that we've done since the KCSN Draft Guide released. Uh, the pre-orders are available now for you to order so basically what's going on is on april 5th the book will release but we're taking pre-orders now through april 5th and then we'll be selling the book like normal after but here's what you get you get uh three months of the kcsn uh, substack on top of the kcsn draft guide when it releases ah. so for 12.99 you get that there is a link in the description of this show uh, where you can click. You can also check our Twitter accounts. Uh, you can check just about anywhere KCSN. But that's how you can find it. You're getting 225 write-ups 
uh, about prospects and how they fit the Chiefs. You're getting all kinds of special feature articles. You know, there's probably going to be some Super Bowl related stuff like we did the last time the Chiefs won the Super Bowl and we had a draft guide going, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I am geeked out about this year's draft. It's going to be a really, really fun, obviously, and Casey's hosting it. So, um, yeah, that's just the that's just the announcement. Very, very exciting day for all of us here at Casey Sports Network. So please, please consider supporting uh, if, if you wouldn't mind today. We are have a little fun. Um, we are going to do some kind of awards season recap type stuff uh it's kind of all going to tie together into these nine nine bullet points that we're going to talk about today so let's start with this one i want to know the best regular season moment for you personally uh we'll start with craig because maddie gets mad when i start with him sometimes darn right (laughs) my personal favorite moment Jalen Watson's interception <laughs> Ooh, of Justin I love that on the goal line. There were a lot of one, a lot of them that I could have picked. I'll, I'll kind of bridge some of them after. I don't want to take any from anybody else, but that's my absolute favorite. That was kind of the moment. And that was very early in the season. There was a lot of season left, a lot of things that could have gone wrong for the Chiefs as far as winning the division or not. But that was kind of the reminder once again from the Kansas City Chiefs, specifically this young defense that was starting rookie cornerbacks and was having to go through a whole bunch of guys, attrition in the secondary. That was kind of the moment that reminded everybody, oh yeah, this is still the Chiefs division. The Chargers in control of that drive, keeping the Chiefs on their heels. Justin Herbert rolls back. Doesn't matter who it is. Justin Herbert, Philip Rivers, doesn't matter throws an ill-timed interception at the one-yard line because Gerald Everett is too tired, and they did a timeout. They, they defaulted to, like, they defaulted to hitch flat, too. Like, that was just yeah, their, like, no huddle check, and the Chiefs knew it. Like, it was yeah. great. Yeah. It's absolutely no, that, great. I My favorite one. No, that that's a good one. Um, I'm trying to think. Kenneth Young had one that I was tossing around in my mind here uh, about his favorite being the uh, Mahomes no-look pass to Jarek McKinnon in the Denver game. That ended up being a one. touchdown. The underhand, yes, the underhand one. That that was a really good one. I like that. I was considering it. But I'm going to use a, a performance, an entire performance from a single game as mine. Travis Kelsey having seven receptions for 25 yards. And four touchdowns versus the Las Vegas Raiders. The most wild stat line you were ever going to see. He averaged 3.57 yards per catch and had four touchdowns in a football game. He had nothing to do with the Chiefs ever getting near the end zone. But by God, when they were putting the ball in the end zone, it was going to 87. I just thought it was hilarious. In the, t- in the, in the moment, it's not one that I thought would stick with me. But when I think back on this year, that's definitely a stat line. It's just going to stick there. And it just, I, 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 I am going to remember that because it gives me a nice little chuckle every single time to see somebody have more touchdowns than yards they averaged on a catch. Okay. So yeah, there's that too. Um, I'm going to go back to uh, week four of the season. The chiefs are coming off a frustrating loss to the Indianapolis Colts and they're playing the bucks. I just remember like early in the season last year, you know, and, and, and before the season started and when there was some questions about like, what is this team going to be capable of doing with, with all the big changes that they've made with the need for talent injections on both sides of the football and stuff, or mostly on the defensive side of the ball. But we looked at the schedule and we said, man, Cardinals, Chargers, Colts, Bucks, week off with the Raiders and the free space, Bills. Not, like We just looked at the front side of that schedule and just went, man, that's a gauntlet. And the Chiefs go and they blow a game to the Colts that they had no business. Well, we're not. Yeah, you know, that was that was the that was the low point of the season in week three. But um, they beat the brakes off the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it was when people thought the Bucks might be good. It's when there was questions about the Chiefs and they would just went out and they just flexed their They just went and flexed their muscles. They Mahomes had one of those like just insane tightrope you know creative plays just like you know a little bit harken to the to the denver play similarly just kind of finds clyde edwards a in the end zone and that's the play for me that was like okay 
Uh, Mahomes is on one. He's locked in. He's not losing this game. He's going to beat the brakes off of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in exact revenge. It was a lot of fun. It was an early point in the year. But like that was just kind of like one of those, oh, okay, we're going to show you what we're about when we need to. You know, uh, you guys always talk about AFC versus NFC splits almost like they're going to they're going to hold stuff back in the AFC teams, the NFC teams. We might we might we might show the ceiling a little bit more. <laughs> that was proof. The Diners game was proof. That's my uh, that's my top moment. Is there any anyone's that you want to burn through real quick? Craig, Craig uh, anything we want to show from the, the comments? I know we got one here, but. Yeah, um, yeah, I really love the one from the comments. Esbo in here, Tony adjusting his gloves while the pass was in midair. Yeah, I, I really did love that one. That man is is fun. Gosh, he's so fun. Uh, Chris Jones finishing the season on a high, getting to 15 and a half sacks and just being so emotional about it. Like that one sticks out in my mind is just something that like was so special to him, so important to him, kind of a cap on just a great year for him. So the... Uh, those are some of the ones you guys covered. The other two that I was really thinking of there, that but that Chris Jones one definitely sticks out in my mind. I got one here: Kenneth Young, Cole Hardman scoring every way imaginable against the Forty ers That was a good one. That yeah. was a fun one too. That was fun. Uh, that was a good one. Um, well, I'm Kelsey. glad that Ooh, this oh, one. God. I like this. Kelsey's t- touchdown reception to clinch the division against the Chargers, and we just got to run our mouths about the AFC West being over before Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh yeah, that was with that. You know when that was? That was when he beat Derwin James like a drum. Oh, like a like drum. A drum. <laughs> um, I I'm glad that you mentioned Tampa because I considered going with the 49ers for the mm. same general reason oh, of like, yeah. hey, the Chiefs showed up and they just said, hey, we are a lot better than you are and you supposedly have the number one defense like that whole game uh so yeah that was one i'm glad you kind of put that on there then we get mccall in there so i feel i feel like we covered a lot of them (laughs) one's one moment for me is a little tainted because of how the game ended but the michael jordan jump man into the end zone from Mahomes versus the Bengals. the problem is they go on to lose the game so how much do i want to remember that is like a big moment but it's a really cool play and a really cool photo oh I, so this is bad. I forget the team, but when uh, he tripoded himself and had to hit the pylon when scrambling, I forget which game it was. I just remember him scrambling, was having to use his hand. I don't remember. I honestly I don't, don't remember. remember the game. I just remember him doing it. And so like, maybe it doesn't really count since I don't remember the team, but I mean, that play was absolutely insane. <laughs> taking that hit, having you to tripod probably, himself out. You should probably remember the team on your best regular season moment. I think we should all, I think, I'll we'll agree though the winner is making carl cheffers cry on monday night football oh i've forgotten <laughs> all about that, that i got the young mind. man in here telling me it was seattle youthful Wait. youthful brains uniting oh oh there's like several people that are jumping on you now uh Wait, all right here we go it. it's cheffers you said the bills <laughs> yeah bullying cheffers into winning the super bowl for the chiefs yeah that's making see, in steps ahead well, we- <laughs> He called that hold as like penance for everything he did in the Raiders game. <laughs> Worst non-Colts regular season moment. We're just eliminating the Colts game altogether because, like, that would have been the, mine anyway. That's the free space. Give me the worst non-Colts regular season. I'm going first, moment. Craig. Matthew, go. You take it. Losing to those fraudulent <laughs> ass Cincinnati discount Cleveland Bengals in the same stupid way that they lost them every other time, where they made some dumb mental mistake shooting themselves in the foot when they would have put down that fraudulent bad football team in the regular season. We could have avoided all of this nonsense. The Kelsey fumble while he's breaking a fraudulent weak tackle and they just happened to pull the ball out because he was running them over garbage. That game was the absolute worst because just like the previous few times, the Chiefs should have won the game and they just made a silly mental error and let Joe Burrow start yapping his fraudulent mouth yet again. (laughs) Wow. Just can't let it go, buddy. Just Never. can't let it go. I'll tell you mine. You guys remember that this season had uh, a game where Chris Jones was called for a roughing the passer penalty while he had the ball in his hands. <laughs> he got called yes. for a roughing the passer. That is the absolute worst moment on so many levels because not only would that have been Chris Jones's career high, in sacks at 16 and a half would have vaulted him even further up the rankings for the Kansas city chiefs and probably higher in the eyes for defensive player of the year. But it was also just a, an insanely stupid call 
takes the ball away, gets a hand down, does not land his full body weight on Derek Carr, still gets flagged on that play, making that game closer than it ever humanly needed to be. That would still pisses me off for Chris. <laughs> uh, the whole Texans game. Like, that was just such a gross, nasty football game. It was way closer than it needed to be. I think a lot of people are in the same boat. That was just like, and I th- was that. I think the funny thing is, is that's the game they officially clinched the AFC West. Mm-hmm. But that one was just so frustrating. And really, the funny thing is, it's really not that far. We're not that far removed from it. You know, we're only six games removed from it. You know, when it's all said and done after the playoffs are concerned. But like that Texans game was just, a, it was a slog. Like you don't want to look into it too much, but like just a lot went wrong and they were just letting literally like one of the worst teams in the NFL hang around and they'd already played sloppy against the Colts. Like it's just an AFC South thing, man. Like they, I, they're just, it, it's, it's not great. Uh, I'm good. I got, I'm, I'm going to check out some, I got to check something out later. I I'm curious about something when it comes. To I got one quick South. one. I, okay. Uh, the third series of every half of every football game where Darius Harris <laughs> came onto the football field and the Chiefs Dang. immediately gave up a long scoring drive. Oh, that is brutal. That's so mean. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go. Favorite non Super Bowl playoff play, Craig. Favorite before non Super Bowl. Before yeah. we do that, do you guys think we should throw it to Tucker? For I think we should. That's eh, fine. AG1, okay. go. Folks, I got to tell you about today's sponsor, and that is Athletic Greens. I've been taking AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day, and I gave it a try because I wanted to get that better gut health. I wanted to uh, have the sustained energy. You got to support the immune system, especially this time of the year. And I hated taking all those pills and vitamins to actually get all those supplements, and it tastes great as well. I take it in the morning before I start my day, before I make that cup of coffee, and it makes me feel ready to take on everything that we've got going on here at KCSN. And you know, all great athletes take care of their body. I'm not the same kind of athlete as Patrick Mahomes, but I still like to take care of my body. And that's when uh, I've been going to AG1. That's why I'm a huge fan. You get all that nutrition in just one little cup. It's it's a great, it's great for long-term gut health support as well with 75 high-quality ingredients that give me key daily nutrients. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplemental routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash KCSN. That's athleticgreens.com slash KCSN. Check it out. You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code balance10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right, now it's time to move on to your favorite non-Super Bowl playoff play. So you don't, you're not from the playoffs, just any playoff play that was your favorite, you can you can lead us off, Craig. Kent, you, you handled that like a backup kicker early in the year for the Kansas City Chiefs. I can't believe none of us used backup kicker for the previous one. Like, Ooh. that was that was arduous. Yeah, so it's no it was Justin Reed. Then it was fun. Yeah, yeah no Matt Amendola love. Yeah, that, There's, that yeah. was rough. That was rough. Yeah. The, 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 non- card, the Cardinals field. Uh, <laughs> gross. Anyways, gross non, gross. non-Super Bowl playoff play. Go. Non-Super Bowl playoff game, play. You're going to see a theme here. Chris Jones's sack of Joe Burrow at the very <laughs> end of the game there, forcing the punt. Isaiah Rope got it right here in the chat. Yeah. I, Chris Jones is awesome this year. I've gushed about him all year long. That was the pinnacle of it. It really was the defensive player of the year standing up in the very biggest moment of that game, forcing the punt and everybody's going to, you know, gush over Sky Moore and then Patrick Mahomes, you know, running the ball and everything like that. Those guys are going to get the credit. That's what we're all going to remember probably, you know, five, six, seven, eight years from now. Chris Jones's sack is going to get lost in that and don't let it. That was just as important after Andy Reid punted the ball away with two minutes left, Chris Jones getting that sack was so crucial to that game, was so crucial to winning that game, and so crucial to finally beating Joe Burrow and Matty the Frogles. Well, weird. I'm going to stick to the same game. Um, I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes hopping around after he re-injures his ankle on one leg. The game is tied, and Mahomes is back here saucing around, and all of a sudden he delivers some kind of just absolute laser beam to MVS in the end zone to take the lead. And it was kind of at that point that it was like, not that there was that a lack of commerce, but it was at that point, you just kind of knew this was going to be over. The chiefs were going to win this game against this fraudulent football team. The mistakes were finally done. They were finally about to bury that team dead and gone once and for all, just like the Rams did in the super bowl, because they are frauds with Marcus Kemp <laughs> on the, yeah, field. I should have used the Marcus Kemp catch actually. Just to drive home that the Chiefs beat them with one hand tied behind their back. Look, you know, the Jaguars game, great game, you know, comfortably win despite the injuries. We could we could honorable mention Chad Henney, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, in his touchdown drive. I think that's a very nice moment. Sky Moore, though. That moment was so great when he when he had that big punt return that kind of put the Chiefs in a position to. Oh, yeah. They call it redemption. I love it. Because like there's there's so much that's happened this year for Sky Moore, right? You've seen the you know the confidence issues that he's had returning punts and it costing this team at times, like the Colts game. Um, you know, it's been kind of tough sledding at times for him to find a, a role offensively, you know, consistently. And just to see him go out and make a big play like that was just so cool. And then um, we'll get to you know, there's there's one more game we still have to talk about that we might have some favorite moments from, but. I, I just I, it's just so cool, man. It was just so cool for Sky Moore. Like I just had such a great redemption story, and it just speaks to this team and like the, the the story of this football team because you've had this injection of young talent. They've been thrown to the fire. They've been battle tested for the entire of the season. They've needed them for the vast majority of this season, and they all went out and took care of business. And I just I love that. All right, favorite Can super. I, I want I wanted the redemption one from <laughs> from the same game. Early in the game, the um, the Bengals ran like a little, I guess, in and up with Jamar Chase, and he goes up and elevates and catches a underthrown ball kind of between Brian Cook and Trent McDuffie. Two fraudulent throw. Backs. A very fraudulent throw. Jamar Chase, not a fraud, made a great play on it and caught the ball. Yeah. Later in the game, game is tied at 20-20. Joe Burrow tries the same thing to the other side of T. Higgins. Again, we're working on Brian Cook and a rookie corner, Joshua Williams. This time, the throw's a lot better, and Brian Cook redeems himself and makes a phenomenal diving pass deflection. It tips the ball in the air. Josh Williams intercepts the ball. I just think, I think the play is really cool because it shows kind of how the chiefs defense came together. You have 
two, you have these rookie defensive backs all over. On one hand, they kind of make a little bit of a mental error and make a mistake and give up a big play. They come back. They learn from it. The exact same play to the other side. Really a better looking play for the fraud goals. The Chiefs, the rookie defenders make the right play, turn the ball over, and it kind of helps, you know, lead to beating the fraud goals in that game. So I just, that was another play I think is really going to stick out to me because it was essentially the exact same thing on just the other side of the field. We are 22 minutes into this show and we are a third Good. of the way through the awards. This is turning into a Matt Lane 30. <laughs> it's your fault. This is a Maddie Lane 30 minute show. You made the rundown. Favorite Super Bowl play. Making Maddie go first. Okay, cool. Uh, the Patrick Mahomes scramble um, <laughs> at the end of the game. We, they just, oh, hey, look, no one's open. Let me work around here in the pocket, and then we're going to go this way, and then we're going to go that way. We're going to make this defensive tackle miss, and we're going to make the middle linebacker miss, and we're going to run. Look over my shoulder. Is no one there. No one's still there. Still no one's there. Oh, now I'm getting tackled. You know, pick up a first down when no one was there. I think that's kind of the – I think that's going to be the iconic play from this game. I think that's going to be the one that everybody talks about and everybody remembers, but it's not my favorite. I just wanted to steal it from you guys. Suck it, Kent. I'm going with the pass where Jordan Davis was falling on top of Patrick Mahomes after 18 people slipped on one play. He's throwing the ball almost like Tampa Bay where his head's hitting the ground and Travis Kelsey scoops it up off of his own shoelace. Yeah, that was pretty elite. That's when you knew the game was... That's when you knew that it was going to be a game. Like, Mahomes looked good and, like, you're like, uh-oh, uh-oh. Okay, you're in trouble. They're scoring. Anyway, so, sorry, Craig. My mine, you know, my Chris Jones thing. No, I don't have. It, there's so many other ones in this one. Chris Jones was good. Don't get me wrong. Chris Jones was good, but Nick Bolton. I mean, come on, man. Reading the 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 QB keeper on that. It wasn't the first time in that day that he played that as well as he did. But that one was just played phenomenally, and he was able to step up, made an unforced error out of Jalen Hurts, and then makes him pay absolutely the worst possible way that it could be yeah cheaper in 65 toss power trap says bolton putting the fear of god into hurts there yeah that's kind of what it was with him just terrified him yeah just terrified him <laughs> we've talked a lot about the chiefs and needing to capitalize on mistakes and how other teams like the Bengals, basically when bounces go their way they make them count in the biggest possible moments the chiefs don't always make that happen they absolutely did on that play, and it ended up being the difference in all of that. It was the, one of the few defensive stops in the game, and it was a defensive score for the Chiefs, so massive moment for Nick Bolton. All right. Uh, my Corn Dog is going to get a lot of love, and it should. Corn Dog, yeah, Corn Dog easily says Joey Reynolds. I Which one? Cor Which Corn Dog? Well, the, the, there's one that was called Corn Dog, and then whatever Sky Moore was running correctly, which was great. I'm going to make a confession to you boys right now. I did not see the Kadarius Tony punt return live. I explain yourself. I was in the restroom. I was taking a second. Uh, I needed to. And I heard the rest of my friends freaking out. My favorite moment. I didn't even watch live. It's I, the Kadarius Tony punt return. Were and you so I, hot and bothered by that defensive performance? Yes. On, on the previous three, <laughs> probably. I there was just there was some nervous there was some nervous energy there. But I yeah I I only saw the end of it. Like I saw him working down the sidelines. I kind of had to hustle a little bit, and so I was bursting out of there like the Kool Aid Man. But I only got to see the back end of that uh, that 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 profession, <laughs> Maddie. I I only got to see the end of it. But that, that that was incredible. Like I, it just like that was one of those surreal moments that you just you can't believe you're getting a break like that. You can't believe you're getting an opportunity like that. Credit Kadarius Tony for staying on his feet because I've watched that so many times recently. But not and... live. <laughs> no, <laughs> not live. Uh, but Guys, yeah, we have breaking news in the chat. Breaking oh, no. news just announced: Travis Kelsey is going to host Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I am not kidding. Nice. Unbelievable. Dude. That's going to be awesome. Hold on. Travis is making media good. rounds right now. This is March 4th, baby. He March was 4th. last year. Too. Yeah, he was. But this is this is a little different. This is fun. Oh, this yeah. is great. We, for that. We, are, fun. we are totally getting a Mahomes appearance. They probably oh, yes. asked Mahomes to do it, and he's like, no. 
And then Travis Kelsey was like, I'll do it. <laughs> that's that's what went down. Dude, yeah, oh, I'm sure. Is, Kid just 100%. casually dropping his one word Mahomes impression there. <laughs> you know. Um, um yeah. no, we're totally getting a Mahomes. We are totally getting a Mahomes appearance there. Like that is 100 percent happening. I cannot, I I cannot wait for this. This is gonna be great. I am March 4th. It sounds like we are getting Travis Kelsey hosting Saturday Night Live. Oh, I'm so excited. All right. Um, any other favorite Super Bowl plays we should talk about, or do we need to you really want to open this up? I was trying so hard to bite my tongue here, but like you're opening up the floodgates now. Uh, I mean, we we've been gushing about them for a week now. We have, yeah. we're good. The, we, hot, we, the hot dog play. So the, the not the corn dog, the hot dog, the sky bore one, because how many quarterbacks are going to burn a timeout there? How many offenses are going to burn a timeout when they see the formations wrong? How many teams are going to have to try to adjust to something else, even though the time clock is running out? Like that's not a play that a quarterback in that moment that many players in that moment, just go ahead and figure out and execute on the fly. I mean, you've watched, if you've seen the mic'd up or the inside the NFL segment, Mahomes is just absolutely baffled. He waves for motion. No one's there. He looks over. He's waving again. No one's there. Tony has to point out like, oh, hey, no, he's over on the other side. And nobody's panicking. Like nobody seems to understand what's happening. And Mahomes just casually says, okay, I guess we're doing it this way. And motions the other side. And they just go ahead and run the play. They are essentially now running a sandlot play. They are running the play. I think think he kind of looked at it and said, ah, this will work. Like no, I think I'm that's sure. kind of what was going through his head. I was like, sure, yeah, this this will work. Wow, sure. just no, impressive. I'm, I mean, look how yeah. he was, look how quick he was getting on Sky Moore. Wait, I will say this: al- he also has to trust that Sky Moore is still going to run the right route. Like, how confident correct. are you that everyone's going to do the right thing when they can't even get the formation correct? I think he's literally just like, no, I'm going to make this work no matter what. And I mean, I, I think that was just that's the confidence he had. That's what he was feeling in that. It's a third down, right? That's a third down, and he's just like, eh. And Andy Reid tried to call a timeout. That's okay. We'll make it happen. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, this, this, that play. T- it kind of speaks to like there are. Sometimes we try to make we try to fit football in this neat little box, and we try to create. Um, you know, maybe there are some people that grade things. Uh, that you know, on a play where someone is wrong, when there's at least one person wrong on every single football play. There is always somebody wrong in some capacity. It could be alignment. It could be something. I just think it's kind of funny that the biggest play of the Chiefs season was wrong. And it's just like, it's really hard to just put football in this neat little box and just, you know, act like it's just so easy to quantify. It's not. And those are exactly why. A play that was wrong, that the Chiefs weren't trying to call, like that, it worked. Like, that's just crazy to me. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. All right. We've talked about some moments during the season and during the playoffs. Let's talk about some players specifically. Let's go with the most improved defensive player, Craig. Mike Dana. I, I don't think that this one is particularly close. Mike Dana had a phenomenal year, was terrific. Yeah, there's going to be guys that grab the headlines more than him, but where he was in previous years to where he ended up under Joe Cullen almost immediately and then throughout the season. Lest we forget, Mike Dana was not part of the dime package. That was a Turk Wharton role. When Turk Wharton got hurt, they didn't go out and try and you know sign a new three-tech they didn't add a guy like Colin Saunders into the dime rotation. They just kicked Mike Dana inside and said, okay, buddy, you're our three tech for a little while here before the trade deadline. We're going to see how this works out. And it worked out like gangbusters. It was ridiculously effective. Every time he was the spike on a text done, it seemed like he got free and got a quarterback hit. He came up with a ton of sacks, ton of QB hits. He was effective stopping the run. Mike Dana is possibly the most underrated piece of this entire Chiefs defense this year and seeing where he came from to where he is now is just so impressive and a testament to him and Joe Cullen I'm gonna go I'm gonna go before Maddie just to make him mad um all right so let's go back to two drafts ago Chiefs have a first round pick getting a story yeah I make a tweet 
I don't want the Chiefs to draft Nick Bolton in the first round. Hmm. Okay. Chiefs trade their first round pick. They take him in the second because, of course, they do. Um, I am just so impressed like with Nick Bolton and his growth from year one to year two because a lot's been put on that guy going from, you know, trying to, you know, playing last year, but now he's the green dot. He's leading this defense. He's setting this defense. And like, there are things that I value from the linebacker that maybe aren't his, his strengths, but my goodness, that dude was around the football when, when plays needed to be made. He just had it. He had a knack for finishing to the play. He had a knack for, you know, coming up with, with big interceptions on tip passes or being there to pick up a fumble. And there are just like, there were so many things that like he just, he took care of business in a big way and made big plays all on top of being a green dot year two. And so like what he is as a player has a ton of value. And I think he made huge strides from year one to year two, big credit to him and, and what he's done and making just some like iconic plays now in his career. Like that's just like it. We're two years in, and he's had some very iconic moments. I think about the interception, the the fumble return for a touchdown last year against the Chargers, and obviously the Jalen Hurts play. It almost had two touchdowns. So I think I, the growth from Nick Bolton from year one to year two has been wild, really, really impressive. They've got their mic, they've got their leader on that defensive side of the football. I think that's really important. So I'm going most improved defensive side of the ball to Nick Bolton. Well, I guess I get the lowest hanging fruit. Um, I'll take Colin Saunders from healthy scratch to very important piece of the defense in the Super Bowl. And I thought he wasn't going to make the team. I, I think predicted, a lot of people. I didn't think he was making the was, team. And then flash forward, you know, to Tershawn Wharton gets hurt and they're having some depth issues along the defensive line. All of a sudden, Colin Saunders not only playing, he's the best nose tackle they have. I mean, we all were fans of Derek Nadi, And yeah, there's been yeah. some slight regression there, but... Colin Saunders easily took over as being the best nose tackle, the best pairing they had next to Chris Jones, the majority of the snaps. It seems like every single week in the playoffs, he was making one or two really big plays. His ability to chase down Jalen Hurts, his closing speed on a couple of times against Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow, he just pops nonstop. So yeah, a guy going from everyone predicting to be off the roster, just completely off, not, you know, yeah, these starters got better. These guys that were supposed to help the team got better. That's fine. Man wasn't supposed to make the roster, according to us. And now he comes out here, and he has an amazing year. He's about to get paid and go play somewhere in the NFL, maybe even in Kansas City. And I think Colin's kind of the kind of easy answer. Ooh. All right, most improved offensive player. Craig started off. I'm going with Noah Gray. Noah Gray mm. was so improved throughout the season that Blake Bell, their blocking tight end, was inactive for the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. That's how much they trusted Noah Gray to be an inline blocker. Hey, guess what? Travis Kelsey was still getting loose. They didn't have to leave him in to chip and block. They trusted that to Noah Gray. And a team that ran as much 12 and 13 personnel as the Chiefs did, especially down the stretch, needs good tight ends that can line up and do those sorts of things. Yes, Jody Fortson is the fun story. I'm on board with Jody Fortson. He's on the roster. I'm excited to see what he's going to bring forward. But Noah Gray, what he does, blocking in the run game, getting loose. It always seems like he's got a target in the first 15 that goes for 8 to 10 yards. It's not flashy, but it is so effective. And a guy that coming out of college that we said, you know, needs to be an on-the-move blocker, maybe more of an H-back, not necessarily an inline guy, to transform into that inline guy bodes well for the future, bodes well for Noah Gray and his usage in Andy Reid's offense, and it gets me more excited about what we're going to see about him next year. He was my most improved from year to year for me. So I'm going to go with Andrew Wiley. Um, I think it's been, I think he's kind of been on a steady increase over the past couple of years. You know, last year we finally got the first time where he was getting to, or this was the first year where he really got to go into the offseason saying, hey, I'm going to work out as a tackle. I'm going to be an offensive tackle. So he comes in the year with the entire offseason. It still probably took a little bit to start the season. I think there was a little bit of a slow start. We all remember his game against uh, the Chargers or the Raiders early in the season where it didn't look like everything was coming together. But as the year went on, as we got down the stretch and in the playoffs, 
he was absolute nails. And yeah, the Chiefs are going to offer some help, but he was clearly getting better and better. I said it, I think one of the days after the Super Bowl, he's very clearly on like this LDT type trajectory in terms of his development. Andy Heck has got him getting better every single year. And we finally hit the year right now, just before the Chiefs paid LDT big money because they saw where it was going. Then he got hurt. Then things happened. So like, I definitely think that Wiley is going to keep getting better, whether that's with Kansas City or not. I don't know if they're going to have the money or want to pay two offensive tackles or choose him over paying Orlando Brown. I have no idea. I think he's about to get paid, though, and hopefully he keeps you know improving his play because I think Andy Heck has done an excellent job developing him. He's done a great job getting better and better. I mean, you go back and watch, Hassan Reddick was definitely slipping. He was definitely falling on the field, but guess what? Every time he slipped, he had hands in his chest. He had Wiley Married. pushing him down to the ground. He had Wiley dropping the people's elbow on the back of his helmet when he was eating the grass. Like Wiley was all over him, even though he was slipping. It's never like he beat him and then slipped. It was always in the process of getting blocked. So yeah, I just, Andrew Wiley, I think it's a big shout out there for his improvement, not only till this year, but throughout this year. I'm going to try to avoid the rookies because maybe there's another storyline. Uh, there's only one rookie on offense anyway. But I'm going to, like, Kadarius Tony is kind of a Maddie answer. Uh, well, there's one that probably is going to earn it, Craig. You know. Um, I'm going to go Kadarius Tony. The glow up for Kadarius Tony is incredible. Like, imagine this man started the season on the Giants, was faking a hamstring injury for the entire season, trying <laughs> to get removed from that organization, that fraudulent organization that was one of the best wins for the Eagles all season. Uh, and he gets a traded, to, you know, before the trade deadline to the Chiefs, and like it's just funny just to see how beloved he's become so quickly by the players within this organization. Cat Travis Kelsey speaks so highly, loves him, loves the teammate that he is, and the connection between him and Patrick Mahomes, the connection that they've been able to develop so quickly, is kind of it's kind of eerie. The healthy version of Kadarius Tony is terrifying, especially because. He is so quickly on the same page with with Patrick Mahomes. I'll argue that that Kadarius Tony and Mahomes might have the best chemistry outside of Travis Kelsey on this roster, and that's saying something because Juju was here all year. I think there was just this quick, instant chemistry and trust that was built between Tony and Mahomes, and you saw it on some plays where Mahomes was willing to give Kadarius some chances, and Kadarius knew exactly what Mahomes was trying to do some throws down the sidelines I think about. It's just so impressive to see what Kadarius Tony has been able to do in a short amount of time and and really just make just massive, massive plays. So catching up, we, we, we kind of talked about, hey, this could be a long-term thing, you know, and it, it, this could be a long-term solution for the Chiefs, right? Uh, you know, Kadarius Tony's more of a 2023 move. <laughs> well, it was a 2023 move. It was January and February 2023. That's what it was about, and it was. So... I just I'm so excited about Kadarius Tony's future in Kansas City. If they can kind of figure out his health, it's gonna be so much fun. All right. Rookie of the year. Wow, I can't believe we're going here now. Uh Matthew, go. Ooh, there's so many options. That's why it's on the list. <clears throat> okay. Give me Isaiah Pacheco. Um, I didn't I didn't think I was gonna go this route. I was put on the spot first, so I'm taking Isaiah Pacheco here. I don't know if he was the best rookie, but I think his impact is the one that this team does not reach the same point without. The fact that he was exactly what the Chiefs needed as a runner, as a running back, that he got better as the year went on, that he provides I mean, nonstop energy, physicality. The Chiefs clearly are starting to trust him more. I think you can find, and I'm sure we'll talk about other guys, and I don't think they're replaceable, but you have other potential options to fulfill the role to a similar-ish degree. Running back? They don't. They don't have an Isaiah Pacheco. They don't have a running back that's that dynamic. They don't have a running back that is that physical. So I, I think this team doesn't win the Super Bowl without him. I think his impact, what he did is probably the hardest to replace of the bunch. I'm not that he's, I think he's the best of the group, but I think his impact this year was the hardest to replace. So yeah, give, give me Pacheco. And and by far the best answer. And aggressive. Kent, I, Kent, I want you to go next. Oh, I really wanted you to go next. No, because I wanted you to take away like whatever options. Like I wanted you to, I wanted you to no. remove an option. No, I, because I'm putting that card on you. Oh. <laughs> we, I think I'll we go again if you guys thing. don't want to pick. No, no. Um, this I'm gonna go with Jalen Watson. 
I think Jalen Watson was the best Chiefs rookie cornerback. And that's saying a lot because I think Trent McDuffie was awesome. But when I look at the during the home stretch, I'm sorry, let me clarify. Craig's face killed. Yeah. Jalen Watson, I think, just showed up in so many ways in the home stretch of the season that I was just blown away. Like he played the best of all the cornerbacks during the playoffs. And like I think Trent McDuffie was awesome for I, I think Trent McDuffie ultimately has the highest seeing as the blue the blue chip player on on this defense when it's all said and done. But I, what Jalen Watson did, I think, in the playoffs was outstanding. Teams didn't really try to throw to him too much, and when they did, it didn't go super well for them. There was a couple plays he got got, but he made some big turnovers. He made some big plays. I think he played well in the Super Bowl, all things considered. Um, I really, I getting him in round seven. We. I, speaking of the KCSN draft guide, we had a third round grade on Jalen Watson, just so you know. And you can click, you can click the link and order your guide to see who we have in the third round this year. We're pre- taking pre-orders right now. The link to buy is in the description. You get three months of KC Sports Network and their Substack, and you're gonna get the KCSN draft guide when it releases on April 5th. That's my plug. I'm sorry, but we we got good receipts on this year's draft. We loved it. I just, yeah, I think Jalen Watson had an outstanding rookie season, and I think he capped it off extremely well in the back end of that year and deserves a ton of credit because he had a very, very, very tough assignment. He had the toughest, probably one of the toughest assignments on the team trying to deal with the A.J. Browns, the Jamar Chases, the T. Higgins of the world. And I think he performed more than admirably. So excited about him and his future. I'm going to go. I was going to take, they're just going to cheat and take all of the rookie DBs, but you, you good and, and took one. So good. that's fine. That's fine. I was going to Maddie answer it. I'm going George. Take the best one. George Karloftis. Mm. I'm going George Karloftis. George Karloftis affected 13 passes this year. 13. He had seven pass defenses, six sacks. That does not include pressures. That does not include QB hits. That does not include any sort of hurries or forced scrambles or anything like that. That is directly impacting in a negative way 13 plays for the Kansas City Chiefs rushing the passer this year. That is ludicrously good for any rookie defensive end, let alone one that's drafted at the end of the first round. George Karloftis may never be a guy that's going to come out. He's not going to have TJ Watt numbers. But this kind of effectivity plays in a massive way. I remember having this conversation with one Kent Swanson before we were even working together. (laughs) What he thought was an acceptable number four sacks in a rookie season. And I remember him telling me 21 and a half, I believe was what you said for not for a season rookie contract, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. It might've been 22, 23. Basically it wasn't quite 24. We were talking about Breland speaks. I think we were talking about (laughs) Breland speaks. Yes. Obviously didn't work out that way. But when I was saying that, I was like, okay, let's set it at 24. I went and looked and at that point in time, when the Kansas City Chiefs had drafted Breland Speaks, in the previous 20 years, there had been 13 players in their rookie deals that had had that many sacks. George Karloftis is on pace for 24 in his rookie contract. That is ridiculously good efficiency. It really is. And he was really good this year. He started to come on. You started to see him putting together some of the technique stuff. You started seeing him, you know, kind of work his footwork out, make turn the corner a little bit, find a little bit of burst. He was coming into his own in a way that I was not expected that he was going to, especially at the end of the year. We said going into the Super Bowl, we expect Frank Clark, George or uh, Carlos Dunlap to be on the field a lot because they sort out screens, they sort out stuff. They play the run really well. You know who started? George Karloftis. George Karloftis was out there. The Chiefs held the Eagles running backs to their lowest efficiency of the year on the ground. They were part of the reason why that worked out. George Karloftis was a big part of that. So I'm giving him my rookie of the year. I, Shout out Trent McDuffie, probably the best, mm-hmm. the best of the rookie bunch. We yeah. we 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 gave the we didn't give the best player the rookie hurt. of the year. Yeah. But I get, yeah. no, I get yeah. it. I think there's a rationale to get there. I just want to you know make sure we get that in there. Like he, I think he was pretty clearly the best of the of the. He bunch. was awesome. Yeah. He's the blue chip. Like it, of all these guys, he's the blue chip. It's just there were some moments, and there was also just you know him trying to catch up and and all that stuff. So 
but he's awesome. He's going to wind up being the best player on this, you know, on this, uh, in this rookie class. I have a feeling like, don't but get he already was. Yes. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Um, yeah, it's going it, to, it's so much fun. Cause like I, all this entire class, there's reasons to be excited. I, I don't think I need to tell anybody, but it's just crazy to think about every single rookie, even Nazi Johnson's a special teams contributor, yeah. you know? Like you yeah. take you sign like the funny thing is you would sign up for Nazi Johnson in the seventh round and that's you would sign up for that ten times out of ten getting a special tre- teams contributor like that in the sec- seventh round let alone two other starters and then you get t- yeah, exactly you get two other starters in the seventh round you get uh, we'll see what happens with Darian Kennard if an opportunity presents itself because there might be some availability at you know on along the offensive line we'll find out you got Joshua Williams who I think. He his ascension continued. He got continued to get better and better and better. Like, come on, Brian Cook, better and better and better. Leo Chanel, better and better and better. Like, come, like, let's go. Sky Moore, <laughs> Sky Moore. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Sky, Sky was there the whole time. But like, yeah, he made he has the big. He's the big he moment. The, he has the big moment in the in the AFC Championship game and has the big moment uh in in the in the super bowl his first career touchdown like there's just a lot of reasons to be excited and and geeked out and i i get it all right uh two more defensive mvp matthew okay um I'm, okay. I'll, I'll save it i'll can save you, it uh, I'll go on chris jones defensive mvp like i don't know sure yeah, yeah if somebody wants to do it they can do it that's fine either way uh i wasn't gonna take him regardless i'm gonna go with Frank Clark, and I know it's going to surprise a lot of people. I think that they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Soak it in for a second. There's a lot of people that are going to look at the production, look at the play on the field, and not understand it whatsoever. And I, I get that. I fully understand that. But I think there is still a need on this team for Frank Clark. I think there is a certain level of leadership. There's a certain level of energy. There's a certain level of a guy that gets them amped up, that gets them ready, that has them ready to go every single play, that guys look to to keep them motivated, to keep them trying, to stepping their game up beyond what they feel comfortable with. And I think Frank Clark is still that guy. I think it's clear that Justin Reed is on that track as well. He's clearly heading that direction. Chris Jones has really become, you know, he's the best player that they have. I think he's matured a lot actually over these past couple of years with Frank Clark around as being kind of some level of a mentor off of the field and stuff like that. So I'm taking Frank Clark. I did the same thing when the Chiefs had Tyron Matthew and stuff going on. I think that mentality, the attitude, and the leadership that these guys brought in—you had to get to a Super Bowl. You have to. You have to get there. So yeah, I'm going Frank Clark on this one. Chris, what are we doing here? <laughs> Chris Jones. No, we Chris. said non-Chris Jones. You do non-Chris. non-Chris. Okay. Nick Bolton. <laughs> it's Nick Bolton. What are we doing here? No, Nick Bolton was great. Um, Nick Bolton's rookie year was amazing as far as a tackle for loss and impact like the he was creating things out of nothing you know uh, against a defense that didn't have a whole lot of negative plays this year this defense had a ton of negative plays were creating them basically they were throwing a rock and finding them so it was hard for him or harder for him to find that impact and he did time and time again like ken said he's constantly around the ball. He was constantly making plays in the backfield. It wasn't just run blitzes like it was more or less in his rookie year. He was reading the play out a lot better. And more importantly, he led the ascension of this defense into the playoffs. He was part of the reason why they really grew into that. We give Steve Spagnuolo all the credit. There's a lot of times that offenses try and catch the Chiefs defense in tempo try and catch them out he had to play the dime linebacker role which is not something that he had done a ton of in college you know figuring out passing concepts obvious passing downs that's not something that he was well versed in he has grown into that role he's taken it on he did a really good job doing it this year i he's my non-chris jones defensive mvp you ready for this i got such a good maddie answer the defensive mvp is joe colin yeah that man has helped this entire defensive line mess around and like have career years. You've seen the growth and development from so many guys on the defensive line. And that is 100% the reason that they're here. That's why they beat the Cincinnati Bengals because a bunch, because a bunch of the guys outside of Chris Jones had a solid game 
around Chris Jones, who, by the way, also had a career year. We talked about Mike Data's improvement. We talked about Colin Saunders' improvement. We've talked about a career year for Chris Jones. There's a common denominator in those three guys. Carlos Dunlap had a great year. Carl, George Karloftis had a really great developmental rookie season. I mean, and a highly productive one, too. Like, come on. Joe Colon's the defensive MVP for this team. What he's done for this group is amazing. And I can't wait to see who they put in that room to help develop further because there's going to be more talent added to that group and they're going to continue just to get better and better along the defensive line. So give me Joe Colon. Chris Jones is very obviously your... I mean, Jarius Sneed disrespect. We didn't even once yeah. mention him. I My almost went there, but I wanted to go Joe Colon and Matt and Maddie answer it. But I figured you it. guys were gonna. I figured you guys would go Sneed once I took Frank Clark off the board. I thought that I thought that was the obvious next answer. Sneed had a great year. He had an absolutely phenomenal year. And we're really getting... bad at picking like the next best player or the best player for the awards, and we try to find these other avenues to make them work. I think it's because we're all being no, nice for each no, other. Yeah, here's the key. Yeah, whoever's going last, we're like, we're just going to leave the door just a little bit open. Give him, give him another yeah, answer. I got another guy. But I think all of us take it like just a little bit as a slight. We're like, no, I don't want to be the guy to take the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> like, I don't want to be that guy. Sneed does deserve, like, we probably should talk about Sneed, though, because he did have an outstanding season, and he Amazing. made a ton of plays. Great blitzer. Made some plays on the ball. Um, I mean, he's the chess piece on this, you know, in the in, in the back end of that defense that lets him do a lot of different things. So, Legereus Sneed as well. Um, play outside corner so that they could stop better receivers. All of guys. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, he did everything. Yeah, he deserves a ton of credit, too. Non-Patrick Mahomes offensive MVP. Travis Kelsey, um, he had one of the best. <laughs> Not leaving the door open ever for the tight end. He, it was very clear. I said the whole time during this uh, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Holmes offense. Everyone thinks it funnels through Tyree Kill. It does not. It funnels through Travis Kelsey. Tyree Kill is just more dynamic. So it's going to look flashier. It's going to look like more things are happening, and it's a little bit easier to scheme up a wide open play or scheme open a good look for Tyree Kill than it is Travis Kelsey, especially when you have to deal with both of them. Guess what? You take away Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey doesn't care. He does not care. He still had one of his best seasons of his career, despite the fact that Chiefs barely threw the ball past like 17 yards. Besides the fact that he was clearly the only receiving option anybody was scared of, he was getting double teamed. He was drawing the best coverage player from opposing defenses all year long. And it didn't matter. He is the best non-quarterback in the NFL. When NFL 100 comes out, if he is not the highest-ranked positional play that's not a quarterback, there is something broken with the system. He is better than anybody. He's better than Aaron Donald. He's better than Chris Jones. He's better than anybody else. that play. Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, Homelander, whichever one they're going by right now, he's better than all of them. Travis Kelsey is the non-Mahomes MVP. Creed Humphrey is my non-Mahomes, non-Kelsey MVP. Um, Creed was, once again, phenomenal this year. Uh, did a great job getting on the move, not allowing pressure up the middle. I think we saw at times some of his other guys around him. Joe Tooney was, was still excellent, don't get me wrong. But the pressure came from those guys more than it came from Creed. And the ability to pull Creed in the inventive and creative ways that Lincoln Riley did at Oklahoma, that Andy Reid has continued to do, you know, for the Kansas City Chiefs, makes him such a weapon in lots of different ways. A guy that can peel around and take a rushing defensive end from the center position and still protect, protect Patrick Mahomes on a long developing deep shot is an incredible asset for your team, let alone what happens when that man gets out into space. It is not very often that you see him as the lead blocker for a screen or as a pulling blocker on a gap scheme run or something like that to the outside. It's not very often that you see Creed Humphrey out in front miss a block. He makes a lot of blocks. They may not be the most highlight reel ones. He's got his buddy to the right that does plenty of those for the both of him. But he is so technically sound and executes at such a high level that it allows Andy Reid to do so much more than he would with any other center, potentially in the NFL outside of Jason Kelsey. So he is such a vital asset to this offensive line. He's my non-Patrick, non-Kelsey MVP. 
I was going to go interior offensive line as a whole. I think that's the kind of steady, constant group. You know, I think they've just been outstanding. Um, but Craig took that from me. Um, give me, yeah, you're, thank you, buddy. Um, I think, you know, I, give me Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, you know, I think he's the guy that kind of stepped in and was a highly productive player for this team as a receiver when they needed it the most. You know, there's so much uncertainty and concern about this group. Uh, you know, uh, the the concern heading into the offseason is like, okay, how are they going to be able to replace Tyreek Hill? Well, you don't replace Tyreek Hill apples to apples. Like, that's that's not going to happen. It was done in the aggregate, and there's a lot of unique skill sets that presented himself. But Juju, you know, I think you saw him highly productive in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, he was a guy that, that, that Chiefs really needed in that Super Bowl, And he was a, you know, phenomenal player in, in the, in the biggest game. And, you know, there's some knee injury issues, I think that were kind of lingering and, you know, they had the concussion that I think kind of derailed pieces of his season, but I think he deserves a ton of credit for what he did this year. I think he had an outstanding year, uh, despite what the Eagles secondary says, uh, I think he got open plenty. Uh, he got open plenty on them. He had a decent game. So uh give me juju smith schuster for that that is going to do it for the casey laboratory uh this has been a maddie lane 30 minutes thank you all so much please consider buying the kcsn draft guide the link is in the description of this show it's 12.99 trust me it will be worth it pre-ordering is on now it'll release april 5th and you'll have everything you need to know about the draft which is in casey thank you all so much and we'll catch you later shout out matt Nagy. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.